Welcome to this Watch Life. Hi, I'm Lydia Winters. And I'm Vu Bui. And today we're going to talk about aesthetics versus specifications. It's a showdown. <laughs> Wait, they're not in competition. Uh, aren't they? Well, ma- well, well maybe are, they are. Are they a couple? <laughs> they're a yes. good pair? Yeah, hand in hand, aesthetics and specifications. But one of Wait, them is but... clearly superior. And oh, everyone knows it. Uh-uh. So I was going to say, <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> Uh, but you said that in a different way. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. We have a question from Trish at Watch Girl Life. Hi, Lydia and Vu. This is Trish, a.k.a. Watch Girl Life. I just have a quick question. How do you balance the subjective elements of watches around personal taste and style with objective factors like technical specs when choosing a watch are you more down the aesthetic path or you look at technical specs first hope you will thank you thank you so much trish if you don't follow trish on instagram she is an incredible photographer watch girl life (laughs) well i think (laughs) As with many of these things, it's a balance of both. At least for me, it is. Mm -hmm. I I think they are both very important. And, okay, this is my hot take. Okay. Okay, in my mind, Mm -hmm. there are people, probably most people would say, oh, it's a blend of both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I I believe people would say. But I do think there are people who would say one or the other. Like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. really only about the aesthetic or, oh, I'm really about the specifications. Mm -hmm. And I think those people are lying. Or wrong, maybe? lying to themselves. Okay, lying to themselves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean that they were lying to us. No. I meant they were lying to themselves. Okay, Okay, why? Okay, they're just wrong. Okay, why? (laughs) Well, we'll go through that. I, I, I have a case for that. Mm-hmm. and it, it, A it case com- size or uh, a case look? Okay, spec, <laughs> spec puns from Lydia Winters. Always. So people are drawn to different things. Mm-hmm. Like that's, we, we know that, yeah. right? Like people are, they're into different things for different reasons. And it's very rare to find two people who are just like, oh yeah, we are exactly the same. And we like exactly the same things mm-hmm. for the same reasons. So... I thought it'd be good for us to talk specifically about what draws us to mm-hmm. watches. And like, uh, but I ha- I, I, I've phrased at least the first thing is a question for you. Oh, okay. Like, what aesthetics do you think are the most important to you? Yes, I think color. Okay. I think like brushed versus polished surfaces, but mm. that is also a spec. So uh, yeah, I have a little bit of like, is it a spec? <laughs> is, is it a spec, spec or, or is it? Yeah, they kind of blend a bit. That's true. But I would also say like, I love like different features and the look. Like I care a lot about what the numerals look like, the mm. font of the numerals, where the like font the plays, the itself. actual yeah, the design. Like then that's very aesthetic. That's yeah. like design design. And, like, some of the heritage watches, like, I don't care as much if they need, if they feel exactly like the original, mm-hmm. but it's more of, like, do I like the feeling of the current one? 
Like, is it is it like a heritage vibe that you enjoy? Yeah, I do really like it. Like yeah. the BB fifty four, the Tudor BB fifty four. Yeah. Like I just feel that it it really matches my style. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing is like for me, the important aesthetic is does it match my like Lydia style? Yeah. And I, well, I would say that you have many different styles too. Yes, which but means do I you see it fitting? Watches. Yeah, do I <laughs> good? Good. That's why I have so many watches. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Justification. Yeah, yeah. It's just to match the many <laughs> looks of Lydia Winters. I, I mean, even to me, like, so as I thought about this, I thought, okay, you've got your your specs things mm-hmm. and you've got your aesthetics things, but as you just said, they really they blend start to blend a lot. together because I started to think, okay, well, let's just think about what what it makes a tool watch a tool watch, mm-hmm. and you would think, oh, that's specs, but I'm here to argue that as I thought through what people think about and argue about when it comes to tool watches, it is mostly aesthetic. Mm, because, what? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so most watches these days. I believe, are pretty durable. Yeah, that's true. Like the movements themselves, they have shock protection. All of those technologies have even permeated very lower cost movements and watches. And so as long as you have just most watches, they they can survive going hiking, you know, going many of the the things that we're doing, except maybe real extremes, which most like most of us aren't doing. Most of us are really big extremes, the big extremes. So for most of us, like what a tool watch really is, is a set of aesthetics. Mm. It's more brushed surfaces, less polished. That's true. Right. Like there's certain things that makes Now There are specifications as well. That well, makes something more tool watchy. I mean, we talked about the Rolex Explorer in two tone and yeah. how that really made people upset. Like yeah, that it yeah. wasn't true to. Yeah. But I it, guess it is a bit more wasn't true to the aesthetics it, because, it again, is. it's like. The, I mean, it's slightly the gold heavier. Is, yeah, it's a little it's, heavier. And more, more scratchy. And a little more scratch. Scratch <laughs> can be scratched. Yes, scratchable. Yes. Scratchable. I, I was, I was but it still l- has durable so i guess then you're like oh if you care about the weight then that would be then that makes yeah. sense and I, I thought the same thing because it was like well the rolex chanelli had the same exact movement as the rolex explorer mm-hmm. and you know i wouldn't say that the case uh, they were only 50 meter water resistant yeah but again it's that rolex 50 meters where yeah. they say 50 meters means you can do the thing mm-hmm. uh so to me a chanelli from a can it withstand perspective is probably up there with most other tool watches. That's true. But it, does it look toolish? No. Mm-hmm. So then, it, if that can be the case so easily with 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 such easy examples, that just popped in my head. Then, then I really do believe that tool watch is just an aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, this blending of what is an aesthetic versus what is a spec. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that actually, because I would have probably answered this question as like I care about aesthetics really not much about specs yeah but then when I started thinking about it I was like well actually case size and watch thickness Mm -hmm. are really important to me and those are factors which do determine if I'll even go try on a watch yeah even though I have tried on watches that are much larger than I want or Mm -hmm. maybe smaller than I want Mm -hmm. but it's still it is a defining part of when 
like the package of the watch that yeah. might make you feel ex- like this watch is for me or, oh, that watch is beautiful, but it's not for me. Yeah. And that first impression can also go really far in whether you want it or not. So you're talking about the specs that uh, they, they affect the aesthetic. Yeah. Like, the size of a watch makes mm-hmm. a huge difference. And, and also that ends up being so personal yeah. to you because the size of a watch on your wrist may look amazing on someone else but exactly you but and also so like watch thickness again i would say that i don't care very much about movements or Mm -hmm. i'm not like bothered yeah you don't think (laughs) much about different to movements like you think you are yeah i think i am (laughs) except then when i was thinking about the fact that aesthetically the thickness is it's important to you Yeah, like I want to make sure the watch feels really sleek, Mm -hmm. looks nice. That is affected by the movement. So again, you're back to this like aesthetics. The aesthetics and specifications, they are so, yeah, they are so intertwined. Yeah, they really are. I mean, and then you have certain specs that affect things like comfort, Mm -hmm. right? So as I love to whine about, (laughs) not all watches with a bracelet have a quick adjustable clasp. And to me that... And if you see that that's not in the specifications, you're like, you're out. (laughs) And for that reason. (laughs) I I will admit, like my new Grand Seiko, Mm -hmm. I I have bought watches without quick adjust. Because sometimes you... Like, th- there's so many factors. But now you're saying, well, it's because it's titanium. So I have it's said not that. I as, have said. Again, it's like you're using, <laughs> you're using specs to justify that you aesthetically love this watch and just wanted it. Yeah, but, but, but I will admit that <laughs> yeah, I aesthetically wanted the watch. But I will also say that even though this is a supposed deal killer of mine, mm-hmm. it did not kill this deal. No. Uh, and I went and, and then I did also justify it by saying, yes, it, it weighs over 30 percent less than my steel watches. And so, therefore, <laughs> therefore, it doesn't flop around as much. Therefore, the perfect fit is a little less important. Okay, but I still want quick. You're loosey goosey with this. One. Okay, so I thought about like, what are certain because uh, when I think about specs, yeah, you've got case size, you've got water resistance, you've got is it a screw down crown or not? You've got the bracelet or strap, what, what, all of those things. But I usually tend to go towards movements, which must be Mm -hmm. something that I care about. Yeah. I don't think movements are the end all be all, but there are a few movements that I'm like, yeah, I've talked about wanting watches Mm -hmm. with these movements for quite a while. So like Rolex has the 4130. That's the movement in most of the Daytonas or where it was. Uh, They've updated it. But like. I've heard multiple watchmakers and I've spoken to watchmakers who just talk about how great that movement is, but also something you mentioned earlier, like it is an automatic chronograph movement and the Daytona is a nice slim watch with a hundred meters of water resistance. So like it allows you to have a chronograph and very slim. Most automatic chronographs are thick. Yeah, exactly. So the Daytona would have, like aesthetically, I love it. Mm-hmm. But if that specification was different, yeah, then I probably it would be like a deal breaker. Yeah. Oh, I, I think if that was 15 millimeters thick, you mm-hmm. probably would not be into it. Nomos has the 6160 movement, which is in the Metro update. I like or I want one of these because it's got a really innovative date mechanism. Mm-hmm. So like 
one of the annoying things about quickset date is it only goes in one direction. Well, this one goes in both directions. Oh, that's cool. So, like, if you have to go from, you know, if your watch is on the second and today is the first, you have to go through the whole month, right? But with this, you could just go backwards. And it also fixes the problem that you sometimes forget about, which is that you should not change the date between, you know, around 10 p.m. Yes. And, and or, sorry, uh, yeah, 10 p.m. and uh, 2 a.m. Because that's when the mechanism is changing and you could grind gears and mm -hmm. all of this stuff. I definitely they have occasionally created a mechanism that gets around that. So I'm like, I've never done that, mm -hmm. but I want it. I want it because they because put the it, effort yeah. into, into making it. Or like, I, I really want a Grand Seiko Spring Drive 9RA2. Mm -hmm. It's like their newer spring drive movement. It's in the white birch that everyone loves. It's a five-day power reserve. That's 120 hours. I don't know why they say five-day. I feel like 120 hours sounds so much more cool when everyone else is like 43 hours, 72 hours. And you're oh, like, I think five, 120. I think five-day is so much oh, more useful. Like more? Yeah, okay. to me, okay. it sounds like way more than 120. Okay. If you were like, how many days is 120 hours? I don't think I would immediately <laughs> say five. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But okay, so this, this movement also has like better accuracy. And then I'm like, do we need... So I love accuracy. Mm -hmm. Don't need it. Mm -hmm. Don't need it. Not at this level. But my new Grand Seiko, I have I set it 14 days ago, so it's been two weeks, okay. and right now it's running plus 0.5 seconds. That's amazing. Not per day. That's for that whole two week period. Or at least I think that's amazing. That that's is a loosey goosey. I have no for a watch. <laughs> no, it is really that amazing. Is run by a mainspring. This is a mechanical mm -hmm. watch, and it's only regulated w w using electromagnetic. Okay, I'm not getting into it, but it's amazingly accurate. The new uh, spring drive movement is even more accurate because it's also temperature regulated. Mm -hmm. So it like measures the temperature like 500 times a day and is like, oh, because it's hotter, I know that's going to affect how fast the quartz crystal oscillates. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Again, don't need it, but I love these things. And the last one I'll talk about, and it's not really specific to the new moon watch, but one of the reasons I sold my 1861 movement moon watch was because the 3861 came out and it was meta certified and i was like that's what i want yeah the omega speedmaster the omega speedmaster professional moon watch i think meta certification is great it basically is just a, a set of specs that they have to test to and the the one is that i think is so great in modern times or at least we're told it is mm -hmm. is that it's almost anti-magnetic mm, yeah all these phones and headphones everything and has devices, magnets in yeah. it these days which you know didn't used to be the case i don't know if it's that big of a problem because i don't ever have magnet problems with my watches <laughs> or, you know i've had one watch be magnetized ever right mm. in over a decade of and i have watches. no idea if any of mine are and i'm not I'm no, bothered by you'd it. probably never notice if one of your watches was running a one or two minutes past a day. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't genuinely. Think you would notice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think there are, even for someone like myself, who I would say I'm aesthetic first, mm -hmm. the specs still really matter. And they, they, they go towards this complete package of what a watch is. And part of it is how does it look? But to me, aesthetics will always win. Because I would take a watch that is beautiful, that I love the look on my wrist, that has what I considered terrible specs. Mm -hmm. I, I would wear that. 
but I would not wear a watch that I think is horribly ugly. Yeah, but has that's amazing true. Specifications. It's like not only just a like primary secondary thing. No, like it, it is like it's the, a deal killer. Yeah, it is a deal killer. <laughs> I agree. I mean, when you bring up the moon watch too, it feels like it's been changed so many times. Yeah, but it has the history which is mm -hmm. more of the aesthetics than it you is. know like no but it is i think <laughs> you're right so the if you think about what makes the moon watch like a, this historical mm -hmm. watch it's mostly the look yeah because so many things have changed on that watch the movement has changed the bracelet has changed you know the, it, now it's got a sapphire crystal then the, technical the original specifications didn't. are updated exactly but yet the but you reason see you kind of want it is the aesthetic. Yeah, and it's because of the aesthetic. So they can't change the aesthetic too much. Otherwise, it will feel like a different watch. Mm -hmm. And then that historical connection is much less prevalent. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, yeah, even, even people who love watches for their historical significance, it's still very aesthetic driven. Yeah. Because they look like those watches, but they aren't those watches. Yeah. And I mean, I think either way is fine. But I do agree that it's probably, especially since I found this, uh -huh. they much more rely on each other than you think. Yeah. It is an overlap, <laughs> maybe more than you have originally thought. Because for yeah. me, that is definitely what happened. I would have been all aesthetic, mm -hmm. no care towards specification, but they really go together. It. Yeah, you yeah. realize like specs matter. They do matter. A little, a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> just a little. No, they they matter. Whatever you like, it's good. Yeah, but we'd love to know where you fall on this aesthetics. I guess now we're saying and specs, specs not versus specs. Aesthetics? <laughs> no. no, no, that was please bad. No. I Hi. Wish I could <laughs>